Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. We are back, back from vacation. Uh, we took off to Hawaii for a week. Uh, I mentioned it in the last podcast. My brother got married. Um, I've got one older brother, and uh, he took us all out to Hawaii, and he got married on the beach in Oahu, and it was uh, it was pretty amazing um it was our first time as a family going out there um so we did all the touristy things um and we ate all the food and it was so good um yeah we went out there my brother got married on the beach it was a super small uh ceremony um everybody was asking if i was doing their photos and they actually hired a photographer uh to photograph their ceremony that way i could enjoy the wedding which was really awesome i did however uh photograph their first look when um when my now sister-in-law showed up uh we went over to i went over to check on her to see if she needed anything and um i think somebody was asking someone was asking if she wanted to do a first look and she said that she wanted her brother-in-law to do her first look and I thought that was super sweet I mean I did take my of course I took my camera down there we were on vacation I wanted to take a bunch of awesome pictures um, and and photograph you know our family vacation uh, so that was really awesome to do to do their first look do my brother's first look right before uh, the ceremony got started they got married on the beach in an area called the Sherwood Forest so there was a lot of these tall uh trees it was like a big forest literally sitting on the beach it was pretty cool uh yeah but i got to enjoy the ceremony and then um it was a short ceremony uh and then we all went to have brunch at a place where they served macadamia nut sauce pancakes and they were crazy amazing and then uh my brother had bought everybody my brother had gotten everybody tickets to the polynesian center um so we can have a a, a full experience and that was more or less our reception and and like i said we did all the all the touristy things we went <clears throat> we went snorkeling in hanama bay we went to the shrimp truck in the north shore we did the movie tour um where they filmed uh, jurassic park uh we swam we swam in the in the waters of course we watched amazing sunsets and we just had the best time as a family it was really great. I posted some pictures on my uh, on our personal account, uh, and Maria and I celebrated our anniversary as well. I've, I've mentioned before, my brother got married on our anniversary day, so now my brother and I share uh, anniversary dates. Um, I he said he did that that way he wouldn't ever forget his anniversary. <laughs> So yeah, we got back and then the the following Saturday we had a little uh dinner at my brother's house where we invited uh a lot of family over that uh weren't able to make it 
all the way to Hawaii. So it's been a pretty fun last couple of weeks for all of us, uh, just kind of relaxing and enjoying our time together. But we are back. I'm back with another episode. Um, I've got a really exciting guest today. Uh, you know, it's it's the end of uh, the season. Right before we left to Hawaii, we photographed our last wedding of the season. And as of now, we don't have another wedding until February, I believe, February or March. Um, so around this time, I'm sure like most of us, we start thinking about how we can uh, improve our business, uh, how we can drive more traffic to our websites and our Instagram and, you know, get more uh, email inquiries. So I've been thinking a lot about SEO. Um, I was looking at our website and I have no idea how we're still in business because we haven't blogged a single blog for over a year now. Um, but that's, that's going to change. Uh, you know, one of, one of our goals this year was to blog more and we, we only blogged maybe like a family session or something. We're really bad at that. We're really good at keeping up on our Instagram and, uh, somewhat our Facebook, but as far as blogging on our website, it, it feels tedious and, and we just never get it done. Uh, so I'm looking for a better method on, on uh, blogging more often, uh, but nonetheless, we're going to. Uh, but yeah, I got thinking a lot about SEO, and and I, I believe that the way we do blog it uh, affects uh, affects our traffic because we're still getting most of our traffic from our website. And that's with us like never blogging at all. So I reached out to a listener of the show uh, last year, Sally Adam Psycho. She um, she put up a blog post about how she drove her website, how she drove her new website to number one search page on Google, and uh, how she went about to to do that. So uh, I wanted to have her on to explain a little bit about how she did that and uh, and and talk more about SEO. It was a pretty popular topic. I asked you guys on the Facebook group if you guys had some questions, and uh, we go into those as well. So, without any further ado, I present to you Sally Adams Psycho. Um, you're a bird nerd. I am. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> How long have you been a bird nerd? Okay, like literally my entire life. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, just going after certain birds. I just yeah. think they're really neat. Like, I love the fact that they're free and they can go wherever they want. Yeah. I have questions about that. I like to find them. So what do you do? You go out, like, you go on hikes to look for birds and do you document them and all that stuff? Or what do you do? Oh, man, I'm like next level with it. So <laughs> Cor Cornell University has an app called eBird. Yeah. And basically citizen scientists all over the planet report what they see on the app. And Cornell yeah. takes that data and, you know, builds all kind of, you know, cool tools for other people to use. Um, yeah. But so let's just say I want to see a snowy owl. I can pop on the app um, or actually a whole bunch of resources and just basically like, okay, so I need to go to Minnesota to find this thing. So maybe I schedule a flight, I hop on a plane, I go to Minnesota, I find the snowy owl, I log onto the app, and it's like almost like Pokemon Go, but in real life. Yeah. Which is which is a real corny way of explaining it, but it's literally that much fun, you know. Um, but of course, I take pictures along the way. Yeah. Um, you're hiking, you're going outdoors, you're basically hunting, but without killing stuff, yeah. and it's 
freaking amazing. Well, I mean, it sounds pretty serious. You're booking flights to go find. <laughs> well, I have not species. done the Minnesota thing. Yeah, no, no, I have not done the Minnesota oh, okay. thing, but I'm in the minority of the people because there are like serious people that will travel across the world on a dime to go see something ridiculous. Um, I'm not that level yet. Well, I remember someday. I'm, there's a there was a movie about. Uh, uh was it jack black that was in it it was about them yeah. what was it called like the good year or something like that yeah yeah the, the big year the big totally. year yeah owen wilson and jack black and i think it was uh steve martin i think that's the uh, that's the first time i got introduced to uh bird what would what, what do you call that birding bird bird yeah bird birders and birders bird yeah bird watching yep. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the first time i got introduced to it but i thought that was really really neat and i'm also a huge steve martin fan so that's oh yeah, Steve movie. Martin's great. Oh, do you like The Jerk? Dude, that's like that's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I've, <laughs> I've read all his books. I love Steve Martin, big time. That is amazing. Me mm-hmm. too. I feel like you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been listening to your podcast for a while. Uh, you know, I, I check out your posts online. Yeah. We do have a lot in common. Yeah. I understand yeah. you served in the military as well for a while. No, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you did for some reason. For some reason, no, I thought you served. No, I just, uh, I volunteer for the Forest Service. So oh, that's yeah, awesome. I've, uh, you've probably seen me in, in that uniform, maybe, but I've never that, served that for the military. <laughs> I'm like, nope, I've never served the military. <laughs> well, that's cool that you serve the fire, that, you know, you volunteer for the Forest yeah, Service. That's yeah. really appreciated, especially out in your, your area with you have fires, you know, messing up stuff and you need to clean up, especially, I guess there was a a budget problem for a while and yeah. trash needed to be cleaned up. I mean, these are really important things. Yeah. Yeah. That's you one know? of that. And that's one of the main things I do. Cause I don't get a lot of time to put in like full hours, like some of these other volunteers. Uh, so there's a, there's a spot that I go to, I go to photograph there a lot, but there's a, there's a waterfall area. So people like to go there and just like, you know, there's like a little river that people can sit at. It's really easy to get to. So a lot of people go there and a lot of people leave their trash. So I'll volunteer yeah. just like a, a couple hours on a Sunday and I'll go just to pick up trash because there's no one doing that. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing, though. But uh, but yeah, I love I love nature. I love hiking. Uh, we live really close to the mountains. I'm like 20 minutes away from from from, a, you know, trails all around me. So. Um, I try to spend as much time as I can up there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got to get out. I mean, our jobs require us to sit in front of a computer for so many freaking hours. I mean, you just have to get outside, you know, push your body, yeah. have some exercise. Yeah. And when you're hiking, you're really pushing yourself, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel the same as being in a gym where you're on a treadmill going nowhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, all of your senses are engaged. You know, you're smelling things, you're hearing things, you're feeling things. And yeah. before you know it, you've walked five miles straight uphill even though your body is tired your adrenaline's going and it's yep. just a different experience and if you can just try to get out once a week to do that it's just so good for your mind body and soul i think yeah it's so true i wish i can get out once a week and do that <laughs> <laughs> man you just you gotta be like real hardcore with your time <laughs> i know well you know what now now that uh it just started uh snowing here this last week oh so that's you know for me that's a big deal because uh me me and my one of my good friends we like to go snow hiking and snow camping and i don't know i feel like maybe people out on the east coast have that privilege a little bit more (laughs) than we do (laughs) that is amazing i never even i guess of course it does snow in california but uh you guys received snow before we did yeah oh really that's amazing yeah we haven't had any yet oh wow okay i just assume it's always snowing over there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wish i love wintertime fall all of that stuff no it's 
most of the time it's either super freaking hot or it's like fall, but the leaves only change color for like a couple of weeks and everything's just brown and dead for six months out of the year. And you're in North Carolina, right? I am. Yeah. Central North Carolina. That's somewhere I've always wanted to go. I I know uh, Marie and I are, you know, we want to plan like a trip out there. Um, How close is that to uh, Virginia? Uh, It's about, see, from the Virginia state line, I'm roughly an hour and a half. Oh, wow. We're going to, um, we're going to DC next year. We're going to take Gabriel out there. Yeah. So just going to love it. Yeah. Just that whole area in general. I've always wanted to, to, I've seen pictures of just the East coast out there and it looks beautiful. So we're looking forward to going out there next year. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you'll enjoy the DC here. I grew up right outside of Washington, DC and, like California, you're within a day's drive of, you know, you can wake up at the beach, do your thing. And yeah. then by the afternoon, you can be in the Shenandoah Mountains having yeah. dinner at like Skyland or something like that. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you're going to love it, dude. Yeah. So uh, so let's talk about you a little bit more. Um, so you run a wedding photography business. You do like event photography in general, right? You do some other stuff. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I may have messed up when I chose the name for my business as Silver Court Event Photography because yeah. 99% of my work is weddings. <laughs> but I, that's a good label yeah. to have, though. Like, if, if, cause, uh, I, I know we do all kinds of events. So it's, it's mm-hmm. actually, I don't advertise anything except weddings and right. we get all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yep. And th- that actually is true. I, yeah. I've experienced the same thing. Not not to a great degree, but I've definitely had opportunities to, you know, shoot political events and yeah. like different kinds of parties and stuff like that that I would never advertise for, but it's nice when it comes yeah. my way. So, uh, how long have you been in the business? You know, I was thinking about that this morning and uh it's been since 2008. Hey, we're we're pretty much the same, you know, we're in the same line. I started like in 2009, I think. Wow. My, well, what? no, I I I bought my domain in 2009. <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> nice. what I base it off of. Yeah. Nice. So all right. So you're a veteran then. I am. And tell I me am. how you got into weddings. So boy, it's really dumb. Okay. <laughs> I received received a camera as a gift yeah. a million years ago. Uh I'm an artist by nature, always been kind of creative, decided to start taking pictures on a whim of just like flowers and dew droplets on leaves. And um, like all of us do. Yeah, like everybody does, <laughs> you know, chasing the cat around, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, I started editing photos because like, hey, this is kind of fun. You know, I like changing the colors on things and making things look pretty. Started posting them online. Um, and to my shock, people actually liked it. Couldn't believe it because it's just pictures of flowers, yeah. you know. Um, on the chance I started, uh, looking for publishers, um, like fine art publishers, um, at various art markets managed to get picked up. It makes no darn sense to me, but I got picked up within a year and, uh, had my work published, ended up selling a couple thousand prints right off the bat. Oh, and, that's uh, awesome. yeah, it was cool. Not a lot of money though. Cause yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's sort of like stock photography. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't make a whole bunch, but it was something for somebody who was, you know, not necessarily into photography. It was like, whoa, this is neat. Yeah. Um, the problem was at the time is I was using a point and shoot camera, and Wait, my publisher. Which, do like, you remember which point and shoot? It was. Um, oh boy, I'm thinking about it. It was a Kodak. I want to say Z100, maybe. Okay. Okay. It was real small. It was like. Shh. I still remember mine. I had a CyberShot. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Well, th- you know, those cameras are friggin' awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love. Heck, I love my iPhone now yeah. almost as much as I love my my SLRs. I'm but, with uh, you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I could get away with shooting a wedding with my iPhone, I would. 
<laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but um, yeah. So my publisher said that a lot of hotels are interested in my work and they yeah. want to make big prints. And obviously the, the images I was producing weren't large enough in file size for them to make giant photos. So she suggested that I go out and get a real camera as it were. And uh, I was like, okay, why not? So, you know, bought a Canon and I realized very quickly, like these things are rather expensive and I couldn't justify owning a professional camera mm-hmm making scraps. I'm like, well, I love photography. So why don't I just look for something that I can enjoy doing that I get to shoot every day. And I thought about weddings. Uh, I love people um, as much as I love nature and, you know, just kind of took off from there. I, uh, to build my portfolio, I actually crashed a wedding show, a local (laughs) wedding show in the area (laughs) because you you know, like if you need to build a portfolio, but you've never shot a wedding, what do you do? And at that time, back in 2008, I was way too chicken to approach a photographer to second shoot. So the only thing I could think of was to sneak into a wedding show and take pictures of the displays. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So that's literally what I did. My first portfolio images are like of flower arrangements and table settings and like wedding dresses hanging up in the, in the window. Oh wow. And, uh, that's that, what I used. That is pretty creative, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually got. I didn't get busted per se. What what I got was the hairy eyeball from security in one of the large banquet rooms, mm-hmm. and dude started striding towards me. So I kind of hightailed it out of there, yeah. and I I was pleased because I had like fifty shots, and yeah. I just sort of ran from there. Um, honestly, to get business at first, I was that Craigslist photographer. Yeah. You know, I was very inexpensive, but I needed to build a portfolio very quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I was cheap as dirt and I just worked my ass off. Yeah. And then, uh, how, like how many weddings did you start off with when you first, when you first, when you first put, put yourself out on Craigslist? <laughs> oh yeah. Gotcha. So like the first year it was like somewhere around 10. Um, unfortunately I didn't catch up to, you know, understanding what my real value was for like the next five years. I was definitely <coughs> undercutting myself. So yeah. I was shooting somewhere between 40 and 60 weddings a year, Oh wow! which is, it's a ton of work and <laughs> not, not really worth it monetarily. But what I did do is understand, um, what I was worth and yeah. how much work this business actually is. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would recommend to people is to, when you first start out, figure out your editing style and then dial it back. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I definitely wasted too much time on was over editing my work or stressing out over every single picture thinking this had to be this certain way or, or this or that. And it's, com- you know, completely not needed. Yeah. Uh, honestly, just if you need to create some presets, create your own, Yeah. you know, work within your own um, parameters and then kind of roll on from there and just be consistent about what you do. Yeah. But, don't over edit your photos because what happens you get stuck in a trap. So it used to take me six weeks to edit one wedding. I've narrowed it down to at most 14 hours. Yeah. Um, if even that, you know, just by understanding that every photo doesn't have to be exactly perfect um, pixel wise. You know, the idea is you're, you're catching emotions. You want to make sure that you're technically getting things correct. But as far as like color filters and setting tones, I just go for proper white balance. If the dress is white, I make sure the dress is white in post. If the skies are gray and cloudy, that's what color they're going to be. If it's a bright blue sky, guess what color the skies are going to be in my photos? Blue, yeah. <laughs> you know, but just but little things like that. Those are simple things you can do in post-production. Um, and that if you try to get it right in camera, as opposed to just relying on post, 
it just saves so much afterwards and it just saves the aggravation. Like I'm never behind uh, ever on editing. I mm. haven't had to stress about a workload in several years because of that. And just, you know, be yourself editing wise. I feel like it took, uh, it took me a while to, I feel like that's why it took a while for my, uh, our business to get, get some stride going because uh in the beginning i was struggling with editing and how i want everything to look and same thing it would take me weeks to to edit an entire wedding and when i look back at my portfolio in the first four years four years not even like mm -hmm. one year two the first four years i'm i'm all over the place with every wedding right. and then as you as you probably know maria does all our editing I don't yep. know what I would have done without her because <laughs> she didn't know photography. She didn't know editing. She learned it all on her own. But within no our kidding, first, I know <laughs> within our first year, she was like, Hey, I want to, I want to do our editing. I kind of have an idea of what, you know, how, how I'd want, you know, our photos to look. Right. And I've already trusted her, you know, as far as like uh, style and looks and all that stuff. Like, I mean, you know, she knows all that stuff. I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> so within the first year, like she, she learned editing. Um, she came up with our presets. She's, she edited a wedding. She's like, what do you think? I, in one year. And I'm over here struggling for the last four years on how to edit photos. Yep. <laughs> so I'm always, I, I always give her all the credit. I don't know what I'd do without her. Cause I'd probably still be probably like editing sepia and all like major vignettes and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Well, what I love about her style is that I could look at a group of a hundred photos and pick out which ones you guys had a hand yeah. on. Oh. Very, very clearly. You have a very clear and distinct style. You know, it's both a, you've got like the emotional part, like I could yeah. see actual connections with your couples. Um, but the actual color tones themselves are yeah. very consistent across the board. And yeah. that's lovely. It makes you guys very recognizable. Thank you. And makes your, your you. but it, yeah, but it also makes your post production a lot easier too. Oh, yeah. If you're not having to, you know, go all over the place for it. Yeah, she had it. I think she had it as a wedding, like in in about a week or so, and nice. obviously not all in one time. She kind of spreads it out. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, she's got a pretty good like, uh, and 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 then I agree with you on being consistent, right? Because uh, that that's always been a big deal, and that's something I understood a long time ago. I just couldn't get a grasp on like the mm -hmm. style that I wanted. Uh, but we we knew that pretty early on. Uh, you have to be consistent because when you know your clients or potential clients look at your work, they have an expectation of what they're gonna receive. So exactly. if they hire you, and a year later you give them something totally different. You know that could exactly. be that could be problematic. But you know totally <laughs> totally. Uh, um, so, uh, so yeah, you use Craigslist to kind of boost your business and you shot a ton of weddings in the beginning. I did. So when did you make the, the transition over to like, you know, kind of putting more value to your work and, and I, I imagine you probably upped your, your price and then toned down the amount of weddings you did or something like that, right? Yeah, that, that's essentially yeah. it. You know, once I realized that I was working insane hours for insanely low money um you know it became a situation where i've either got to change up my approach to the business yeah. or quit because it was just too difficult you know i'm i'm a mom too i've got a family to take care of and you know my my children are home i don't want them to think of their mom as being the, the chick behind the desk with her back to them yeah. so you know cutting down on that time was crucial uh so yeah i definitely up my prices i completely rethought my editing and my post-production um 
so yeah, I, I boosted my prices. Uh, some people say maybe a little bit too fast, but yeah. you know, I nearly uh, doubled what I was asking for in a month. And you know, of course, everything slowed down. Um, so for a few years after I did that, business, of course, was slower. Um, what really changed more than anything was figuring out um, the kinds of people I want to work with. Yeah. You know, there's a phrase, finding your ideal client. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like bogus stuff, but it is absolutely true. And literally how that happens, you just kind of figure out which clients you've had in the past that you enjoy working with the most, yeah. personality-wise, things you have in common. And then write about it on your blog, you know, be public about the things you love, maybe the things you hate. You're going to mm -hmm. attract certain people and detract others. Um, I specialize in outdoor weddings because I'm a bird nerd. Yeah. I love being outside. Yeah. I love nature. And I want to hang out with people who love this stuff as much as I do. And um, the cool thing is, is that the more I share about the things I do that are not wedding related, the better quality of clients that come my way. These are people who are genuinely fans of my work, who like me as a person. And oh, by the way, we definitely want you to be our wedding photographer. We won't accept anybody else. Yeah. Um, so just being open and honest attracts people that are like you. Um, so then you don't have to lowball your prices. You can charge what you need to take care of your family and, you know, be fair about it without, you know, feeling bad. And you're also won't run into those, you know, the quote bridezilla of yeah. which I've only ever had one in 10 years. Yeah, um, that's true. I, you know, I've always heard that term and we, we maybe have had one in, in our 10 years as well. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much convinced those are like internet hype, Reddit post people, you know, yeah. it's one of a million, but very few people have actually ever given me issues, but understanding, you know, who you want to serve is the beginning of changing everything yeah. and then just staying true to that. Yeah, and and uh, I also feel like when you're first starting out, and maybe your prices are a little lower, um, there there's like certain expectations mm -hmm. that you may have, but you know you might not be getting the weddings you want, and and that could be pretty discouraging. You know, I oh, I, I had a, I had a ton of problems with that. Like there was many times where I didn't feel good enough, or my maybe my clients, I didn't feel like. I didn't I didn't have any bad experiences with my clients, but sometimes I did feel like maybe they didn't appreciate my work or, you know, something along those lines. So it took a long time to to get to a point where I had that relationship with the clients. But I also feel like that also grew with uh, with experience, you know, with experience right. that that comes in. And then also with um, when I hit a certain, um, I guess, like price point with with our packages we're also attracting a certain type of client like one thing right. i always say now where we're at now i don't feel we're we're expensive at all we're definitely uh just under you know the market basically we're we're at a price point that that fits our area you know we're like an hour outside of la in la i mean wedding photographers start at like five six thousand dollars we're not anywhere near that but i feel for our area we're pretty competitive but um we don't get any clients that try to negotiate with us. When they hire right. us at this point, it's it's because they saw our work, they've been following us, they've been mm -hmm. referred to us, and when they approach us, they're they're already ready to to book with us, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what it is is you're displaying work that they they see the value. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not they're, they don't need to question why it is you're asking for this much money yeah. from them. They they immediately understand. Okay, he's going to provide this yeah. experience for me. I'm a thousand percent ready to to pay for this. 
And 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 that and building those kinds of relationships also takes a little bit of time. I, I I understand that some of our clients they've been following along with us for for a while, maybe a year or two, or you know they saw their friend get married and then somehow they caught on to us and they've been watching us. So to any uh, uh, any um, you know newer people that just getting into photography, like that takes a little bit of time. That's what I'm trying to say. You know that takes a little bit of time to build. Uh, that kind of trust with your, I mean, it takes some time just to gain some followers. And then on top of that, to have them follow you long enough to see what you're doing and appreciate what you're doing. And then when they do get engaged, you know, them to reach out to you. So I feel like there was people following me. Uh, I just shot a wedding for, um, for these two friends of mine. They've been trying to get married for years. I met them at a job maybe like, like seven years ago. And, and we've just been friends. I've never, they've never really, uh, talked about my work or anything like that, but of course they've been following me and they hired us to do their photography. And that's one of the things they've been saying, like, you know, we didn't want to go with anybody else because one, you're our friend, but two, we've watched your business grow from day one. And, and they've been talking about it every time that they, they almost had their wedding, you know, they were already talking about having Maria and I just because they've been following oh. along for so so long you know what I mean so yeah. and, and that's something I like I never knew that I never paid attention that they might be watching us and you know liking what we're doing and eventually want to choose us so people are watching you as long as you're putting in the work and showing off your work and you know um that's what I love about like Instagram stories too you're you're showing the behind the scenes you're showing your personality and people are paying attention you know yeah, definitely. I, I would say the the thing is, whether it's weddings or wildlife, um, both business models require delivering a certain experience uh, to your clients or your audience. You know, with, with weddings, you're providing a service experience. And, you know, what in my book that means, you know, if you say, when you send me an email, I'll get right back to you. That re- requires you actually following mm-hmm. through, yep. you know, or if someone says, can you call me at a certain time? You actually call. Yeah. Um, if you offer assistance with timeline or itinerary, then you actually have to do that. Pick up the phone and call them if need be. Um, be helpful. Be attentive. You know, be ready to serve them. Um, be ready to ask, answer questions or offer advice. I mean, I have a ton of blog posts out there that I have ready to go. People asking me, you know, advice what what to wear to an engagement session yeah. i already have stuff that's pre-written that i can just text over to them like look i wrote this guide for you um if you have any questions just shoot me a text i'm happy yeah. to answer um when it comes to like other photography it's the same thing with the wildlife stuff i'm taking people with me on my adventures yeah. i want them to see how i got this photo i want them to feel the excitement <clears throat> of seeing something new um with wild, at least for me, with wildlife, it's more than the photograph. Yeah. I mean, anybody could take a beautiful picture of a amazing looking bird or a cute deer, um, but not everybody can deliver the experience of coming with and what it's like to be out there in the field. Um, it helps to have like a message, like if you care passionately about conservation, um, talk about it, share, hey, this species being threatened, here's what we can do to, to help protect mm-hmm. them. Um, just bring people into the story, yeah. whether it's with weddings or any other genre. Bring people with you. Deliver a good experience. And people will watch. They will pay attention. Yeah. Um, eventually, some of them will turn into clients. 
what what I brought you on to talk about. <laughs> that actually mm-hmm. is perfect. You know, uh, once you have people's attention, uh, you want to use you know your personality to 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 keep them in and and uh, obviously your work. But how do you get at people's attention? And you know that's why I brought you on because um, I've been following your work for a while now. And one of the things that you've been talking about a lot is your SEO. And uh, some of the stuff that you've done to what, how long was it ago that you posted your blog about um, getting to number one on the Google search? Gotcha. Hold on. I'll tell you exactly. It took 69 days to go from no website presence whatsoever to page one of Google. Yeah. And that project was finished on April 17th of this past year. And this past year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or just here in 2019. As soon as you started that, like, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> were paying attention to you doing that. That was that was a pretty cool project. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about the project because I know you use uh, is you use WordPress for your site. Is that right? Uh, I use well, I use Zenfolio for the weddings. Okay, and I use WordPress for the uh, the bird watching and the wildlife. And what is Zenfolio exactly? So Zenfolio is an all in one uh, website and host. Yeah. I also um, have my send my clients here to download their photos, buy prints from me. They have printing services, so I don't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I also have my. They also have a blog function, which I use literally every single day or every other day, technically. Um, it's just great. It's just a nice way to deliver client photos, present your portfolio, and as far as I'm concerned, it's a fantastic platform for SEO. Yeah. There's nothing easier. And 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 you also use WordPress for another one of your sites. You said, yeah. So the uh, the wildlife, the bird watching stuff um, is on there. The the goal, yeah. The goal that's actually, if you're interested, it's birdwatchingnc.com. And what that site is, it's basically a resource to bring photographers, bird watchers, bird lovers from all over the state of North Carolina together um, to share stories and experiences. I also offer the opportunity uh, the opportunity for tours and um, independent business owners to advertise on the site. But um, I publish work by other people, you know, bloggers, photographers. I wish more people would submit because right now it's mostly just me on there. But um, my thought is, is, you know, I want to lift up others to create more interest and uh, just, you know, prop up the industry of, of birding and bird watching here. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. I've met so many cool people. Um, and it's really nice to help other photographers yeah. because the bird watching site, I'm ranked number one on eight or nine different keywords. I'm above the Audubon Society and the National wow. Wildlife uh, Federation. So anybody who I'm publishing on the birdwatching site, they're getting a huge jump because I'm linking back to their personal sites, whether it's their art sites or their businesses. And it's just really cool to like help others. Um, I don't know. It's, it's pretty incredible. We need to reach out to them so they hire you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me more about your project. What, what exactly did you do to become number one? Okay, so I first got the idea because I was bored. Um, so it's, it, this came out in April. So I think I got the idea like in February. Um, I needed something to do. It's the off season, mm-hmm. nothing going on. I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and see if all of the things that I've learned about SEO can be applied to a brand new website from scratch. So I went to Zenfolio and bought a, a second domain. Um, and I decided on a whim, I'm going to go ahead and target the Asheville, North Carolina market. So I did that. Um, basically, in a nutshell, um, 
these are the nine things I did. Uh, the first thing was write a welcome message. The second thing was created a gallery or galleries, I should say. I uploaded photos. I built custom menus. I wrote a blog welcome message. I wrote blog pages that were published, uh, or let me try this again. I wrote 15 different, let me try this again. I wrote 15 different blog posts set to auto publish every two days. I linked that website to all of my outside accounts. I signed up for a Google webmaster account. And then from there on, it was just simple maintenance. I'm going to my uh, Squarespace because uh, that's some of the questions that I got, which I'm going to get to some questions that I asked on, on our sure. groups about, you know, about what kind of questions people had with, with SEO. And I am no expert, but, you know, I feel like we all have our little methods that we use to try to boost our engagement, do all these things. So I have things that I feel that have worked for me and, you know, I try to share those things. And obviously this has I mean, you went to number one on, on Google search. That's pretty big. Um, and, but uh, so we're, we're coming to the off season, or I guess I am in the off season because I don't have any more weddings this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and that's what got me thinking about all this because uh, I'm trying to work on um, revamping our current wedding website and then um, I'm about to start our website for um, our media company as well. So I got all these things in my head and, and, you know, all these questions about how I can boost engagement or bring more traffic to our websites. And I, I mean, you were the first person I thought of because I remember you did this project. Um, and and that's why I asked you to come on to talk about this. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, if, if it makes things easier, um, I actually have it. Everything, everything I just went over, all nine of those steps, I do have it broken down. With yeah. I can explain exactly what these things mean. Would that be helpful? Yeah, let's do that. So um, the first thing to do is write a welcome message, and literally this set, this means you know write a great west welcome message. Let me try this again. Write a great welcome message to display on your homepage. Fill in the blanks with relevant keyword data, such as city location, shooting style, venue specialties, and state data. For instance, my name is Sally Psycho. I'm a Raleigh wedding photographer who specializes in photographing outdoor weddings at vineyards, parks, ponds, and lakes all across the state of North Carolina and beyond. Welcome to Silver Court Event Photography. It's literally one paragraph of text, but yeah. in that text, I've included relevant keywords like the city that I'm, you know, I basically want to target the state where I work, the kind of wedding, um, that I prefer to shoot. All of these things are, um, are going to be shown more or less in a little snippet under Google search. Mm -hmm. So if people search wedding photographer Raleigh, I'm going to come up because that is literally in that copy. Um, if somebody's getting married outside or outdoors, my site is going to come up because it's in that first little paragraph. If somebody's getting married at a park and they search for photographers who have experience shooting in parks, my site's going to come up mm-hmm. because it says that in that first little paragraph. That's the most important thing I can think of yeah. is write a good welcome message. It doesn't have to be lengthy, um, but just short to the point, say who you are, who you want to serve and where you want to serve. Yeah. Right off the bat. Um, and having, having a, like you said, uh, being intent with your, with your choice of words. Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, I would, just, I would assume like if you have, if you're a portrait photographer, it'll be literally the same thing. You know, my name is Joe. I'm a portrait photographer based in, you know, Redlands, California. 
I serve fun-loving <clears throat> couples and their families. I specialize in newborns. Yeah. You know, all across the state of California and beyond. Like, yeah. You could literally, you can mix up, mix up the words, but you basically want to hit all three of like, your major keyword things in one paragraph. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be long. Um, the second thing you want to do is to make a few pages on your website where you can put galleries as a group. So these can be considered landing pages. Zenfolio already has gallery pages where yeah. you could put individual groups of photos from every wedding or engagement. Um, keep it brief. You don't need to make a million pages for every, every shoot. Um, for instance, I have a, a gallery page that's nothing but weddings. I list each wedding by location um, and venue name. And then I have another gallery that's nothing but engagement Which, photos. Which, when, when I saw that, by the way, that is such a smart idea. <laughs> oh, thank I you. I saw your titles. They were, you know, they had the location of the of the venue. And then the uh, we, we go off of uh, usually by, like, city. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that's why it's so funny. We have a, a pretty specific demographic. We shoot in, like, the north Los Angeles area which is nowhere near us. <laughs> nice. But for, for some reason, we've kind of hit that market. And when I go back and look at our weddings, it's probably because a lot of our city titles, I mean, they're they're mostly in that area. So I think we've just kind of attracted that specific area and kept going, you know. But, exactly. uh, it, it, but it shows that that, that kind of thing works, right? So, oh, it absolutely yeah. works. Yeah, I mean, wherever it is possible, <clears throat> attach a city name and a venue name to your photographs, mm-hmm. to the galleries that they're located in. It makes a tremendous difference. Yeah. You, you, have, you have to think of search engines and the bots that that essentially run around on them. Yeah. They're looking for data. They're looking for usable action data. So they're yeah. looking for city names. They're looking for keywords like photographer, photography, wedding, engagement. When you include these things um, either embedded in the images or written on the website yeah. to show to display, that's like food for these bots. Yeah. You're basically, your job is to feed these spider bots all the time with data that they can bring back to the the mother spider, as it were, at Google, yeah. and uh, they decide whether that stuff is valuable or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so just people say, you know, pictures can tell a story, and that's great. Talented photographers, that's literally our job to do that. Yeah. But Google doesn't understand that. We have to use text. Yeah, that's what Instagram's for. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Well, I, that depends. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more on that later. Um <laughs> That depends. There are other ways to use Instagram. But, so, I, but I feel like, you know, I'm sure you've heard this. Like uh, um, when, we just attended a, a social media conference and I've heard this before. But uh, one of the big things is like, don't treat every platform the same. You know, you're not oh, yeah, don't just sure. post on Instagram and post that same photo on your website and on Twitter and on this and on that. And, and with the same, you know, copy and paste wording like that doesn't work because people go to different platforms for different reasons obviously twitter is where people get their you know where they they read their snippets instagrams where they just look at photos facebook mm. i don't know who's looking at facebook anymore but it's there <laughs> right <laughs> but but everything should be treated super different and and I, you know your website i mean i i don't i guess it's a social media outlet but you know because it is social but um but you should treat it a very specific way you know you exactly what you're doing with SEO. Um, I'm not getting this out correctly. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's its own platform and um, you have to be very strategic with it, you know? Yeah. That is true. Yeah. That is true. 
<laughs> okay, so what's uh, what was your next step? So you right, got your so, welcome message. Yep, you got your welcome message. Uh, the next thing you want to do is make your galleries, mm -hmm. create photo galleries, and title them by your location, followed by the city and state name. Um, you're going to want to add relevant keywords into the keyword keyword field um, provided on your website, and a brief description of the shoot for display on the gallery pages. And this is this could just be the title. You know, you could say wedding at you know Redlands Photo Venue. Yeah, and that's good. Um, a little bonus, if it's possible for people, create a custom URL address um, for that gallery display. So it could just be www.redlandscoolweddingvenue.com, you know, and then your, your host name. Somebody, Some people can do that, some can't. Yeah. I'm not familiar with all the web platforms. Um, the next thing you want to do is upload your photos. Um, the interesting thing, I think Stephen Van Elk maybe asked about this. Who? Um who you is know, that? From, you know, Mr. Van Elk. <laughs> he <laughs> the actually, great Indiana man with his Indiana beer. That's funny that um, you uh, bring him up. He just texted me right now. And uh, I t he said, uh, hope you're having a great early morning chat with Sally. And What's up? <laughs> What's up, Steve? He texted me in the middle of us recording because he said last night I texted him in the middle of him recording. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So... One of the things that um, people ask is about uh, having to put keywords or linking back images um, on your blog to other pages. Yeah. There's something cool that you do. So I think another person even asked about image sizes, mm -hmm. and this is really important. So what I recommend is that you upload a small size images for displaying your website. I use Lightroom, and what I do is I'll actually export my photos for display on the website only uh, no larger than uh, four megabytes two is better and yep. these smaller photos are awesome because they'll load a lot faster on the page yep. if you have a large blog post or a large gallery and you've got like a couple hundred photos in there you don't want the page to take forever to load so small images definitely work i'm glad you um, said that because we export specifically jpegs for our clients and then when that's done i do an export um, website content for our exactly, blogs. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. I do the exact same thing. And uh, my God, what a difference. Because Google will definitely penalize you if your pages load too slowly. Yeah. And yeah. forget about Google. Just think about it from a human perspective. Nobody wants to sit yep. there and wait for a page to load. Yeah. And a you know, quick... Got, it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I say we, we all have like the... Uh, what is it? The, uh, the attention span of yep. goldfish, more yeah. or less. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so true. Uh, and, and I was going to say a quick search on YouTube on how to... Uh, like export settings because people ask me for export settings all the time and again like I don't even know if I could answer that because I I, I made presets to my export settings years ago <laughs> so I don't even know exactly what's going on anymore but I know that I did the same thing I went on YouTube and figured out uh, different export settings uh, so you can nowadays you can literally YouTube every specific little thing so just Absolutely. you know exporting JPEGs for small web content. There you go. Yep. Go YouTube there. Yeah, You'll it, find it <laughs> on Lightroom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, that's that's such a time saver. Your, your page will load faster. It'll do better in search. Yeah. <clears throat> the other nice little trick you can do is you can actually embed keywords right into the photos before you export them. Mm -hmm. So again, like if you're, like in my case, let's just say I shot a wedding in downtown Raleigh. I'm going to go ahead and in Lightroom, I'm going to add those keywords. Anything that I think is going to be relevant to my clients when searching, you know, obviously the big ones, Raleigh, wedding photography, yeah. photographer, every combination. Um, but also I'm going to add words that have to do with my niche, outdoor wedding photographer, mm -hmm. Raleigh, outdoor wedding 
whatever I can think of. I add the keywords in Lightroom so when the photos are exported, um, if you click the, click about on your computer to, to read what the file contains, you'll see your, your keywords are actually in the photos metadata. Mm -hmm. So then when you, when I upload the photos to my website, that metadata is already in there and that is what is read if it's on public display. So yeah. I don't even have to add the keywords later to each photo yeah. on my website. All of that's already done. Um, so definitely make sure you add your metadata, your keyword information in Lightroom before you export. Um, once that's done, upload your photos into your galleries. Next thing you want to do is build your menu. Um, now that your galleries are created, make sure that your homepage includes some kind of a menu where users can <clears throat> click to get to your photos. Customize your menu so that users clearly know where they're going if they click on the button. For example, a few menu options could be wedding pics, engagement photos, about me, pricing, blog, etc. My suggestion is to keep your number of pages low. Um, I think if you give people too many choices, they get a little bit of confusion and then yeah. they don't do anything. So keep things very straightforward and name your menu items something like other than just photography yeah. or weddings or just engagements. Add the extra word photography, photos, pics, whatever you want, whatever verbiage you want to use. But a quick note on, on um, you know, you said keeping your amount of pages short. Um, a good way to to know how real that is, if you look at your analytics, you know, when I look at the analytics on my website and uh, the amount of time people spend on our website and what pages um, we we have a, just we just have what weddings, lifestyle and engagement. And then e in each one of those are our portfolios. I think each user um, looks at two or three pages tops. You know what I mean? Right. They, they go to yeah, the homepage. They go to either one of those three portfolios, sometimes two, but it's very rare. It's mostly they just go straight to weddings or engagements and then they, they'll they view uh, no more than two portfolios, you know, yep. and all those That's are different. You know, they, they scroll down and look at the, the different thumbnails and then they'll choose which one. But that's it. They're not, you know, your your people are not spending hours on your website combing it definitely all not. <laughs> definitely not yeah. i tell you if you want to go the extra mile you can go on on your main menu hub pages you can now in addition i mean obviously our websites we have buttons at the top or menu options that people can see and click on mm -hmm. but i've also discovered that it helps to actually write something on these uh these landing pages mm -hmm. um inviting people to do something else after they they're done so yeah. it's for instance, if you want someone to check out your pricing page or your uh, your collections packages, put a message up there. Hey, yeah. if you like my work, here are my collections. Let's yeah. talk. Or if you just want them to contact you, put a contact button on there. Yeah. Um, this is the reason why I'm saying to input this in the copy of the text on these pages in the description is that because often in mobile view, all people see are those just those three little lines at the top right hand corner of mm -hmm. your phone and your iPad. They don't see any text, so they have they may not think oh, I can contact this person or, yeah. hey, how much do they cost? What kind of packages do they offer? But if you actually write something inviting people, hey, why don't you go here? You're kind of bringing them along a journey through your site, yep. um, acting like a guide, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I encourage people to do that as well. It's not necessary, but I think it's helpful it's at, at getting people yeah. where you want them to go. Um, so once the menu is built, the next thing you want to do is to write a blog welcome message. So most blog templates um, have the ability to put up evergreen content. This is your blog welcome message. And you're going to write this in a similar way as you did your homepage welcome message 
but I would encourage people to be more personable, let their personality show yeah. through. Um, put a message, you know, inviting your users to read the blog or explore the rest of your website. I actually embed links onto my blog wel welcome page, um, inviting people to check out my portfolio, mm -hmm. you know, my investment section, um, as well as reading the blog. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that people think of a blog as a personal news hub um, or another way to think of it as your own personal Facebook or Instagram. You have total control over what message you're putting out there in the world. Your posts, once they're there, will publish to the web with no throttling. There are no worries about having to answer to a community standard because I'm the, the setter of these standards. Yeah. I'm the one who decides what gets seen here, not an outside entity. Um, this is an incredibly powerful thing if utilized properly. The key to all of this is to be yourself um, by a thousand percent. Yeah. You know, if, if you're somebody who cusses in real life, guess what? It's okay. You yeah. need to cuss on your blog. Yeah. Um, you need to separate yourself as being a human. Otherwise, you come across as just being some AI horseshit exactly. written algorithm, yeah. you know, that somebody just copy and pasted from somebody else. Um, people want to see your personality. They want to understand who you are. Mm -hmm. um, because they're not just hiring you for your good work. They're hiring you because they like you. And this yeah. is the chance for them. This is where they get to know you. It's on your blog. Yep. Getting to the meat of this. You mentioned that you need to treat your Instagram, your Facebook, your social media platforms differently yeah. um, than your blog, your website. This is true to a degree. However, um, I actually use Instagram not to get my clients. That's not why I use Instagram. Yeah. I use Instagram to share what I'm doing um, with other people. But I also use this, use this. This is my number one way of getting found on Google. And basically came to realization, I hate blogging. Yeah. I loathe writing. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I'm a photographer, not a writer. If somebody would have told me years ago, guess what? You'd spend more time writing than taking pictures. I probably would not be doing this today. Um, it's just really difficult. What I have found is that I can at least post a photo on Instagram and write a cute little caption about yeah. it or say something about what it is people are looking at in front of them, what it meant to me, what it meant to my clients, yeah. something useful. So because I can do that from anywhere, I can sit on my porch, I can wait in line at the DMV. This is easy work. This is not sitting down in front of my computer, staring at a blank screen, trying to figure out what to write about the last five weddings I yeah. shot. So I, I kind of realized, you know, I could do things in small bites. What if I simply just copied my Instagram posts directly into my blog and I set them to publish every two days? What would happen? And I was thinking about, you know, Google likes fresh content. And if I started thinking of my blog as a news website with constantly news and information, new stuff popping up every day at the same time, it gives the bots something to feed on. They have a new reason to go to the site every single day because there's always something new going on. Yeah. The thing is, is that at least right now, um, Google does not penalize you for cannibalizing your own social media content and putting it onto your blog. Yeah. Maybe someday they will, but Google doesn't necessarily rank <clears throat> Instagram posts, whereas web stuff, of course it does. So what I do is I'll choose my, or there are actually three ways. We'll start with the first one. Okay, so there are three ways that I approach blogging. I'll choose 15 of my top favorite portfolio images and create 15 separate blog posts, including each photo with a short caption. And this is a single photo. These aren't multiple pictures. 
Then I'll include a call to action with a link directing my readers to another page on my own site where I'd like them to go next. Um, Google does like very much if you provide links in your blog posts. Um, these could be outbound links or they can be internal links. An internal link is a link that links back to some sort of content on your website. Uh, the good news is, is that the internal links can take the form of photographs. Mm -hmm. So each photo you have on your site has its own link. So even the blog post photos count as actual links. Mm -hmm. I like to go the extra mile and create a call to action asking people to go either to my about page <clears throat> or my investment section. Um, to get them to do something. Yeah. Um, some people link to prior blog posts. You can do that too. Um, as far as the outbound links go, I outbound link to my own social media pages. And it seems counterintuitive because you would think that people would click off of your website and go to your Instagram, but yeah. that's actually not what happens. Yeah. Um, instead, people are just seeing these quick little bites and then they're clicking back onto the blog homepage and reading through the next one. They're basically going through my portfolio in an abbreviated way, yeah. reading the short little captions. But what's happening is that, for whatever reason, Google is recognizing the outbound links. And because I'm the holder of the Instagram account, um, and the Instagram account links back to my site, it's a bridge that goes both ways. Yeah. And this is a very strong connection, and Google sees that as being amazing, yeah. you know. So, <clears throat> I, I've been thinking a lot about this. You know, I have been posting my, uh, my Instagram post to my blog directly in order. But I'm actually thinking about switching it up a little and kind of like randomizing the post yeah. because it occurs to me they don't need to be in order. Um, if people just want to get an idea, little snippets of my life, it doesn't have to be, you know, an entire wedding and a bunch of little snippets. It could just be a random Tuesday in 2018. Yeah. And if you want to see my most recent work, click on my portfolio. There's yeah. all kinds of little tips and tricks. But these outbound links are really important. Um, I understand people can embed their Facebook posts if you wanted to, um, but Instagram is honestly the easiest, at yeah. least for me, because it's just short content. And it's, as long as your content is good, you know, providing some kind of value to your reader, yeah, um, it's totally fine. And also, like so, you said, you, you're, you know, what I'm hearing too is the consistency of it. You know, you're setting up scheduled yes. posts too. Yes, that and that. This is the best part. So literally, I write <clears throat> 15, um, and write is a loose term. I embed 15. Um, blog posts a month and that means something comes out every two days so you have 30 days worth of content um, as long as they come out around the same time or if you can set it up to come out exactly the same time Google loves this yeah I mean hands down there's nothing better if you just treat your site like a news organization um, in, a, in a professional manner it's something that's expected um, both by your readers and the search engines you will be rewarded for it very very quickly mm -hmm. um, so the that was actually the second thing was to choose 15 of your top favorite Instagram images and uh, embed them into your HTML content fields and publish them to come out every two days. The third way is to create 15 separate blog posts with embedded HTML content or embedded links and then write four long-form traditional blog posts. And how I define long-form is anything longer than a paragraph because yeah. in my world, that's long-form. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll use these four blog posts <clears throat> to come out every single Wednesday morning at 9, 10 a.m. I've been doing this now for five years, <laughs> which is crazy. But uh, yeah, 9, 10 every morning. Um, and these can be where you blog entire weddings. You yeah. know, let's just say you had something awesome two weeks ago you want to share with the world. That's where you take the time to show more of your work, um, create some kind of ad or whatever it is that you want to share with your audience that's not an Instagram post. And again, I hate writing. So I'm like, okay, at least I could do this once a week. Yeah. 
And again, I just, um, I set it up to publish every Wednesday morning and it just, and it just goes. And that in conjunction seems to be the best plan, um, along with the little, you know, paragraph posts. Google just can't ignore it. Yeah. No, it goes a long way because, you know, I've said it before on here, uh, the, my two traffic drivers are Instagram and my website. So people are finding me through Instagram. People are finding us through, through uh, web searches. And I think that's pretty funny because I was telling you that we haven't blogged a new blog in over a year. Right. <laughs> but, right. Um, but what I did um, was when I, when I went through your, I'm going to provide the, the link to your blog on, on this cool. Enfolio thing. That way everyone can go through it because for me, I use Squarespace, right? So what I had to do is I, I went through your blog post and saw everything that you did step by step, day by day. But then I had to, you know, relate that over to Squarespace because Squarespace looks a little different. But what I noticed was, um, a lot of the stuff that you're doing, like I, I think it, it you can transfer it to any site. Some of the sites, so some sites have different wording, but I'm looking at one of my blog posts right now on Squarespace. When you go into editing the post, there's a section for SEO. There's a section for content. And I think the amount of, um, or the, the, one of the most important things is, is obviously like choosing your words and putting words in specifically. So, um, we haven't blogged in over a year, but we have tons of content on our website and I'm looking here and you know, uh, Squarespace automatically creates a URL for each, uh, for each portfolio, just like you were saying. Right. So it already does that and you can change the name of it and how you want it to look, yes. you know, uh, for us, it's very important to write a whole, you know, like you said, more than one paragraph. I think we do two or three paragraphs, try to write a little story, but I'm also very strategic with including <coughs> the, the name of the venue, um, maybe where they got the dress from, uh, the name of the couple, the location we're in. I use words, you know, like wedding, uh, venue, uh, coordinator. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to include all these things exactly. in this little story that I'm writing. And I think that's what keeps us visible, even though we haven't posted a blog in over a year. And it's still where we get most of our traffic from. Well, you know, it's interesting. You can actually manually submit those um, galleries to Google yeah. once a week. And so, so that yes, was a big takeaway from you that, that, that I had no idea. So yeah, mm -hmm. tell me about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you don't have a Google webmaster account, definitely go up and get one now. Once you have your Google webmaster account, you're going to um, find the search console, um, which is basically just a, a user interface where you <clears> can Take your links from your website and submit them to Google to go tell them to go crawl your link and index it. Indexing can take as quickly as 30 minutes yeah. and your, your, uh, whatever, your, whatever content you put out there will be ranked. Um, I do this once a week, every Wednesday morning um, after my long form piece comes out. You'll find me at my desk at 11 a.m. submitting my links to Google. And literally, I'm just submitting my homepage because my, my homepage content changes a little bit because I'll always include a link on my homepage right under the welcome message. Mm -hmm. Check out the blog this week. Here's the new article. So I submit the the homepage because it's chained. I submit the blog, which has <clears throat> obviously many articles in it because that's changed over the week. Um, and if I have any new gallery content, I'll submit the just the gallery content, just that actual page. 
I mean, technically, I guess somebody could go through every single individual blog post or every individual new gallery, but it's just not necessary. Yeah. I would say in your case, I mean, because you're not blogging, if, if you're still ranking on Google without blogging, I, like you said, I suspect it comes from your gallery descriptions, mm-hmm. um, you know, what you're writing about your, your weddings. <clears throat> you can do a little boost, and as soon as you're done writing those, and once it's published, submit that link to Google, yeah. and the bots will fetch it. It only takes a few minutes, and within 30 minutes, you'll rank. And the way you can verify this is just simply um, after about 30 minutes, Type into Google the name of the the venue that you shot, yeah, and uh, your name, and yep. it should pop up like nearly immediately. Google's gotten really fast, particularly over the past three years, in regards to ranking and indexing. So my my suggestion to everyone is, you know, fill out all the things because on on social media, I'm even looking at it right on social media. I mean, on Squarespace, I'm looking at it right now, and there's a lot of stuff that I still am leaving blank. So I can just imagine uh, filling out some more of these boxes. I think it's really going to help, you know, our searchability. Um, Well, I will tell you, like uh, the main thing, all you really need. Like you don't need to fill out a description for every photo yeah, as long yeah. as you have your – yeah, as long as your keywords are already mm-hmm. embedded in your photos when you export them from Lightroom, that information, that metadata is yeah. being read by Google. Yeah. You don't have to provide anything additional. In your gallery description, you could literally just – I mean if you want to write a cool little story, that would be better. Yeah. But if, if you're like me and don't want to do that, just put the venue location, the yeah. name of the couple and – um I don't know, a little fun little blurb yeah. about the wedding. Yeah. Um, and then give the gallery a name. And ideally, that name should have the location name and venue um, somewhere in it. Yeah. Because that's what people search for. So mm-hmm. you always have to you have to look at your website from your user's perspective. What's useful to them? How are they going to find you? So you need to think about the things they're searching for when you title your galleries. But go ahead and just submit your galleries. If yeah. you're not blogging, give that a try. As long yeah. as there's some kind of text for the bots to feed on, you're golden. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to do that. Start submitting all my stuff uh, to Google. And like I said, I'm going to leave uh, that link uh, in the show notes so people can find it and, and follow along with this. I want to get to some of the questions that, that people had online. The, sure. Surprisingly, there was quite a few, but, I, you know, I, we all have questions about SEO, right? Like it's like this, we, it's like this weird topic, like, even if you, I mean, I remember doing my research on SEO and, and even after everything that I know, I still feel like I know nothing, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of gaff out there too, because yeah. there are people out there trying to sell you certain plugins and yeah. certain processes. So how many of these things are actual problems? They're telling you that are problems. I notice yeah. people talk a lot about, um, maybe I don't want to name them, but so there's a certain well-known SEO company that's supposedly created to help bloggers do better in search rankings yeah. by giving you a stoplight system, as it were. Yeah. Whether your posts are good, you're, they're green. If they're crappy, they're red, and you need to change things. Um, ignore that 100%. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah. And there's so much misinformation out there that's designed literally to confuse people enough into buying things. Yeah, I think just just putting more effort into your own uh into your own website and blogs alone you're gonna see some increase in in traffic just yeah just doing that for sure. <laughs> yeah for sure so i'm gonna go through some of these questions and since we got a lot we'll try to try to go through them you know as quick as we can and yep. i apologize in advance if i can't answer any of these because <laughs> like i said i don't know it all but you know, I'll, I'll share what I know. And then obviously, Sally, you can share with us what you know. Uh, Karthik 
I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, Karthik Hedge, uh, he says, what is the best way to get your website noticed? Is it uh, blogging, uh, alt tags for pictures, posting content continuously? Or um, he also asked about maybe using Facebook ads. Um, so what do, what do you think about that? 1,000% blogging <clears throat> and doing it regularly. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you can spend money on Facebook ads, yeah. rock on. I'm cheap. I prefer not to. Yeah. So yeah, I I have, and the times that I've purchased Facebook ads, I I I just feel like I wasted my money. Like the, the, you know, there's it shows that you got more views than usual, but that's it. I didn't I didn't get anything, and maybe that works for certain people. And same thing with uh, with like using you know like the knot and the the uh, what is the other one the. The, the wedding wire, uh, wedding wire, and all those. Yes, yes. I, you know, again, I know people that use them, and it really works for them. But I also know people who've tried them, and they got nowhere with it. You know, so I well, think, here's here's why you, you sign up for those. Yeah. It's not for the advertising to their their audience. Yeah, you literally sign up for those just for the review section in the SEO juice. Yeah. So I have accounts at the Knot and Wedding Wire. Yeah, I have not booked a wedding wire or a Knot dot com <laughs> bride and friggin' nine years and back then it was just because I was cheap as hell. Yeah. And um those people are not my clients. Yeah. But what's great about them is that my actual clients, when I'm done with the wedding, I'll ask for reviews. I send them to my profiles yeah. over there and they'll leave an awesome review. And then I could link that review and embed it directly on my website. Yeah. And again, this uh, creates authority in Google's eyes. Yep. And it's freaking amazing for juice. I mean yeah. it boosts your right to the top. Um so that's why you have those accounts, not because you want to book clients from them, but you want that good, good yeah. SEO juice. Yeah. And then uh, one of the big things I do too is in my blogs, I create uh, links out of out of everything. You know, when I mentioned the venue we were at, I turn that uh, that text into a hyperlink that goes to the venue, and nice. and I try to do that as much as possible throughout the blog too. Absolutely. Outbound links are vitally important. And not only is it good for, for you know the Google bots, it's excellent for your readers because you're actually providing them with useful information, mm-hmm. which that's the end goal of all of this, you know. Okay, I got a I got a, a couple long ones here by Bryce. <laughs> all right. Go for it. Uh let's see, right Bryce writes, uh Bryce Michael Keegan Hudson. He writes, uh, how much weight and effort is SEO worth? Uh, now I, now I get it being noticed. The first page is great and all, but I just have a hard time wanting to spend a ton of time on it when most of my, uh, lead generation happens from referrals and Facebook group posts done bi-weekly. Uh, he's a smaller photography company as, as a, as he's planning to shoot 12 weddings this year, he's done 25 to 35 in the past two years, uh, at below market rate. Um, meanwhile, he's spent, uh, spent much time. He has not spent much time on SEO and spent minimal money on ads. Uh, so, so yeah, that's his question. How, how much is, is it worth? And, uh, I just want to say like, it's worth everything and it doesn't take a lot of time. I think. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, first of all, you're going to save what, once you have a, a solid foundation, um, of your website built on good SEO principles. Yeah. Um, this saves you a lot of money because you don't have to advertise on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or any place else because your face, your business, 
your work is going to pop up organically when mm-hmm. people search for you. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, you're going to save lots of money. Um, number two, because once you have the fundamentals put in place, if you build a website with a good structure, the maintenance is so little, the work is so minimal, mm-hmm. you're saving a truckload of time. I mean, oh, yeah. Facebook ads are hard. A lot of people say, oh, it's real easy. That's where I get my plus customers. But the truth of the matter is, is that um, you have sales funnels to build. You have landing pages to create. You have budgets and strategies and timelines and a million other things that are super freaking compli- complicated mm-hmm. with Facebook. Um, yeah. It's not as easy as just boosting a post anymore. Um, you have to have a strategy in place. And if you're a new photographer, where the heck do you even start? Because you don't even know who your ideal client is. Yeah. So how do you even know which people to target? And understanding you can't just put up a Facebook ad to show to everybody in the world, you're going to waste a truckload of money Mm -hmm. down the drain real fast. You have to understand who you're trying to reach. And that only comes with experience and knowing exactly what it is you're trying to get. Um, Can it work? Of course, obviously, yes. Facebook ads, Instagram ads do work, but it is expensive and it does take time to actually build uh, a funnel that works, that actually generates income. That's why I choose to spend time with SEO because yeah. it's free. Um, it's very low maintenance. And once it's in place, it's just set it and forget it and yeah. roll and then move on to more important things in your yeah. business. And, and uh, Bryce, I can relate with you because, you know, we, are, you know, I have, I have a full-time job. So um, we don't spend as much time advertising as most photographers and, I do very little to, you know, I mean, I already, like you said, I already have some of these things in place. When I do blog, I add all these keywords and these hyperlinks and I credit that to our, our traffic because here I am not posting a blog a year later and we're still booking weddings and we book about the same amount of weddings. We do about uh, 15 to 20 weddings a year. Um, and, and that's without like very, that's with very minimal advertising. You know, we were terrible at posting consistently, you know, and, and blogging. So, um, it doesn't take much effort and, and, and it's, it really is worth everything to, to do so. Yeah. I, I really like your method to be honest, uh, Ulysses. I love the fact that you're, you're including hyperlinks outbound in your gallery pages. That's probably made a tremendous difference. And because it's content that just sits there, it's always available. Um, and if you have users on your site, constantly viewing the pages, Google finds that interesting. Um, the fact that people are going to these pages. So if these are in your gallery pages or portfolio pages, which most 99% of people are going to go to, um, so these are high traffic pages on your site, Google's going to put a lot of weight on that. Mm -hmm. It sees you as an expert. expert. So that's probably why you're getting um, so much juice out of that, despite not having a blog, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. And he also asked, how much time are we spending updating old blog posts versus creating new ones? And I mean, uh, you can figure out my answer to that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't, I don't touch my old blog posts yeah, except same. occasionally. You can cannibalize the content to a certain degree. So you can take um, an older blog post and then break it down into smaller paragraphs and mm-hmm. reblog just the paragraphs. Um, but I would tell people not to copy and paste content from your own site. Um, because Google will penalize you for duplicate content. So yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna reblog something, just change the words. Yeah. Every every three words, change it to something else, and yeah. you're golden. You don't yeah. have to do anything else. Yeah. But uh, as far as reblogging old things, there's no need for that. No, 
I don't do any of that. I guess if, if anything, and, and I haven't done this, but I guess you could always go through every couple months, you can go through your website and see what words you can change. You know, there's, yeah. there's always room for change. So you could go back to your old blogs and maybe include a, a, a different paragraph or, or the way you said something and change it up. And I'm sure that would help as well, too. And you know what? The, the kicker is, is all that's great. <clears throat> But you won't see any of the benefits from it unless you immediately submit that link to Google once you've changed the page. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's good, man. I can't wait to do that. <laughs> that's so awesome. Uh, let's see. Stephen Van Elk. Uh, do I have to do alt text for my photos and include my targeted keyword in half of the photos in the blog post? Uh, well, as long as you include those keywords and if you embed them in your exported photos, yeah. you, know, you don't have to do any of that because the, the bots read the metadata actually contained in the photo files themselves. Yeah. So you don't have to add that back in. Um, if you're already suffering now because your photos don't have those keywords, take the photos out of the gallery, put them back in Lightroom, add the keywords, export them back out, re-upload them, yeah. and then you're done. Because that'll save you a lot more time than having to click on every individual photo yeah. and write keywords for every one or description. So I think it'd be better just to yank them all out, put them all in the Lightroom, uh, edit them as a group with all the right keywords, export them, and then re-upload them. I'd be a lot faster. Yeah. And that's another thing uh, after this episode that I'm going to be doing. I, I never export my photos with... Uh, with keywords in the in the metadata and I, yeah, and I only do that for for my portfolio photos yeah. i don't do that for my client photos yeah those are their photos yeah 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 so that's something i'm going to be doing as well because <laughs> i i don't i don't go and um, add keywords for each, each individual uh photo i mean when when on squarespace each photo i mean it's just the photo i don't add any caption or anything if you go to my portfolio you can see it's just you see all the photos and I don't have time for that because we put uh, each we, we for each wedding portfolio that we include, we include over 100 photos, maybe like 200 photos. So that alone is already more than enough work for us. The last thing we want to do is go through each photo and include all these little yeah. keywords. So I think it's smart. I'm going to be exporting uh, with more keywords in the metadata, like you said, yeah. and then uh, just concentrate on the blog, the blog post itself. And then also filling out, like I said, in Squarespace, uh, I know James Kelly asked about Squarespace, but if you go into Squarespace and all, all the individual tabs, there's tons of sections. Like there's an SEO section for each blog post. And there's a section where you can put an SEO title, even though you already have a title, for for the blog post, you can include it again in here, and I imagine it optimizes, uh, you know, through through Google a little bit. Right. It's more concentrated. There's a SEO description section. It's optional, but again, you might as well fill all these sections out because all this stuff is gonna is gonna uh, boost your searchability. Yeah, big time. You know, just any any data that you can give to Google to help them understand what your page is, what it's all about, and how you are relevant to others in your market. That's, they need content, so you have to provide it. There's no getting away around it. Mm -hmm. But there are ways to do things, you know, more efficiently, you know, especially upon import of photos. Again, in addition to embedding your keywords or creating small file sizes, title your photos relevantly. Mm -hmm. So in my case, 99.999% of my Raleigh wedding um, images the name of the actual files on my website are Raleigh Wedding Photography and then the venue name and then usually by Sally Psycho. Um, I do that because, again, 
any kind of keyworded information you could put in text form yeah. associated with that image is useful to Google. Um, with Zenfolio, I don't know about, you know, I never really thought about it with WordPress because I don't need it for WordPress. But um, with Squarespace, if you have a photo that's titled a certain way and has metadata in it, will that be displayed on the Squarespace sites without you having to do anything? Like, does it show the title name of the photo, the file name? You, you have the option of having it in there or not, but I think the important thing is that it's embedded in there, right? Well, yeah, so if it's, if it's <clears throat> embedded in there, yes, but if you, upon export, if you go ahead and take that extra step to rename the photo files as opposed yeah. to, like, JPEG number 1046, yeah. rename it to the venue name, location, whatever it is you want to uh, be found by. Yeah. When you export it, so when it goes into Squarespace and the file, if you click the button that says, you know, use file name, yeah. um, that automatically fills everything in for you. So you don't have to put in that information. Yeah. I mean, you, you can put a description. In fact, the only photo, the only time I ever put a description in a gallery um, for an individual photo is maybe the one that I use for my cover photo. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just a very brief description. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Um, but everything else is completely metadata based. Yep. Yeah, I'm the same way. And, and, and that's why I say like, just fill in all, all the boxes that, mm -hmm. that have that information because, um, I know there's times where I've searched, searched our website, like on, uh, just to see where we're landing and everything. And it's funny, uh, on sometimes it's, it's different where it's picking the wording from, but sometimes, you know, the search one will be, you know, deltorophoto.com. And then underneath that, it'll have the description that I have in our about us page. And other times right. it has a description that, that is, it's somewhere else within the website, like where, where the, the template, wherever I fill it out. But again, it's like, it'll say like, Oh, um, you know, Southern California, wife and husband wedding duo and i have that somewhere right. else within the website but it chose to use that too you know so yep. so that's why i say like fill in all the stuff because uh sometimes it could be pulling from somewhere differently absolutely yeah. absolutely a thousand yeah. percent uh let's see i have a uh oh yeah uh my friend sarah may she says she updates her website weekly with seo including blog posts and making sure she's using the right keywords to attract her ideal client and uh, she has a very strong worth ethic. I know she's she really is updating all the time, and that just goes back to what you were saying about being consist consistent and uh, you know even having like those scheduled posts, like you said. The scheduling of posts, for whatever reason, I mean, I'm I'm not an SEO expert. I, I just know from my own experience um, what Google likes and what it doesn't. <laughs> when you can publish things to to come out at the exact same time on certain days it's immediately gobbled up and indexed within minutes. Um, I, my guess is that somehow Google as an entity views people who publish things at the same time every day, um, consider themselves professional maybe in some mm -hmm. way or an authority on a certain subject in some way because they have enough content to keep publishing at the same time every yeah. other day. Um, so therefore they rank you higher. So it's not surprising, you know, if she's, you know, updating her website weekly and uh, including Bob blog posts that that's going to, that's going to work for her. I mean, really the best thing, all of this sounds like a lot of work to a yeah. lot of people. And I get that, but I think people have to change their minds when they define the word blog yeah. and post. It doesn't have to be something long. It's not a novel. Yeah. It's not an essay. It could literally just be a caption on a photo. As long as there are keywords 
somewhere in that post, whether it's embedded in the photo, in the caption itself, and then some sort of link, either inbound or outbound. That's literally all you have to do. And then every other day and it's done. It doesn't have to be drama. I I can get a three months worth of blogging done in an afternoon and just roll. And it, and, and it's not a lot of work. You know, you, you have, you sit down once a week and schedule your stuff out. I sit down once a month, maybe, <laughs> and I don't schedule anything out. I, I kind of do things in bits and pieces. Everybody has their own method of doing it, but yep, exactly. um, just just putting in that effort and and love to your website and all the different platforms. Um, you know, even though I'm inconsistent, there's a consistency to my <laughs> inconsistency. Wait, you know, what's interesting is I think Google even pays attention to that. Like, if yeah. it recognizes you as being inconsistent, as long as you poke your head up every. If, if your inconsistency is that you you post every three weeks and then every five months, yeah, but then maybe it's every two weeks and then every six months, as long as you're consistently inconsistent <laughs> to a certain degree, like that actually makes sense. I mean, you may yeah. not rank as high as somebody who's doing this at the exact same time every day, yeah. but rest assured, a map, a digital footprint is being left yeah. by every post you're putting out there on the internet. And Google's building a profile of yeah. who you are and what you're all about. Yeah. And as long as you're consistent about whatever it is you're doing, it figures it out and it places you where it yeah. thinks you're best serving other people. So you don't, you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, um, I have one more question and this one is from Lori. This is a bit off topic. Uh, we've talked about SEO this whole episode. Um, you've given us, uh, uh, you've given me a ton of great tips that I'm going to use, you know, as soon as we're, we're done with this. And I'm sure people are really going to appreciate you coming on here and and giving us your insight. Um, but you know, I still want to. I like answering everybody's questions. And she has uh, her question is, um, how far do you take editing wrinkles? I imagine talking about wrinkles out, right? I always she always tells her clients that she doesn't she doesn't like to do too much because she. F- she feels that you need to somewhat look your age. <laughs> she says she doesn't know that. Or yeah. So you, you need to somewhat look your age. I think that's hilarious. Um, and, and um, I don't know. I feel like everybody, this just goes back to your own um, editing methods, right? Like how you like to do things. I know that uh, we don't edit. We don't do any kind of skin retouching. Uh, we've never been asked to do any skin retouching. I think people, uh, we've locked down our, our look enough where people know what to expect and then they get it and that's it. Um, but uh, with that being said, if there's like a crazy pimple someone has or something, we will, you know, take those little things out that we feel like they might appreciate or might not even notice that we did because, you know. I mean, if you have a pimple that day, you're going to notice it that day. But, you know, five years from now, you're not going to remember that you had a pimple and we took it out, I don't think. <laughs> uh, so how, how do you handle that that situation? Oh, man. So I set expectations <clears throat> immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first met my clients for like an engagement session, yeah, I'll make a joke right off the bat um, telling them that I don't use Photoshop. Yeah. And that is actually true. I don't use Photoshop at all. I avoid it like play. Yeah. But how I work this in is that um, sometimes I'll use a flash during my engagement sessions and I'll tell people, hey, my flash is rather bright. So I'm going to have you close your eyes. I'm going to say three, two, one, open. When you hear the word open, open up your eyes and the photo will be taken. Yeah. This eliminates the need to Photoshop eyeballs. Yeah. 
So that phrase is memorable because a it's weird yeah. and it's a little funny because <laughs> you're picturing picturing eyeballs, and also it works. Yeah. People don't blink. But I've also cemented the fact right off the back that I don't use Photoshop, and by that extension means no, I'm not going to make you look skinnier. No, yeah. I'm not going to do this. Um, same goes with uh, the portrait time during the wedding, like especially during like family photos. I'll have people close their eyes. I'll say three, two, one, open. When they yeah. open up their eyes, I take the family portrait. And guess what? I never have to do like the face swapping, you know, because someone has their eyes closed. Yeah. So I'm setting expectations with my clients right off the bat that no, don't ask me to do this stuff. Now, that being said, of course, if somebody has a zit um, or a crazy <laughs> hair yeah. and that's, you know, it's very prominent. I'm going to take care of my client, but I don't tell them. I yes, never advertise yes. this. That's really key. You can't yeah, tell people that yeah. you're going to do this. You just <clears throat> freaking do it and roll. Um, in fact, I'll admit something today. I have not told anybody. I had a client this past year who got married in a church and beautiful ceremony, gorgeous wedding, awesome people. I was looking at the photos in the back of the camera, gorgeous. I got home. I put all the photos in the computer and I'm reviewing the ceremony. And to my horror, I discovered there's a friggin' huge coffee cup right on the back of the stage where the couple was getting married. And it's like right there. It's in every single photo and it looks horrible. And I, I had like a hundred ceremony photos I yeah. wanted to deliver. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I could outsource this, but then I have to pay for it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be the bigger person. I cloned out that freaking coffee cup out of all 100 photos. Yeah. Didn't tell them a thing. They had no idea. Yeah. But um, so that really is my secret. I will do things. I just won't tell my clients that yeah. I do and never yeah. offer to do it because what I found, um, it's hard to make people happy with yeah. themselves yeah. if they're unhappy. So there's, in my own opinion, there's nothing I could possibly do to make somebody feel better about themselves. Um, when it comes to you know weight issues or skin issues, what I'd rather do is outsource that stuff. Yeah. I would tell my client, hey, you know, if you want that kind of work done, here's the company that I use. I don't even facilitate that. I just yeah. straight recommend them to the other company. I'd yeah. rather they handle that kind of thing because yeah. it's just not my work. I'd rather shoot people the way they are yeah. um, more than anything else. And I'm sure once you give them that option, most of the time they don't they don't really want to do it anyways. That that's yeah, why exactly. that's why we give you know we, we we try to take care of our clients, but we really give them you know we're like um, I mean f for anybody outside of California, this won't make a whole lot of sense, but we're like the in and out of wedding photography. At, at In and Out, there you got you got three options of burgers. You got a, a cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger, and then and fries, and that's it. You know, so with us, what you see is what you get. We don't give all yep. these other options because once you start giving all these little options like, oh, we, we if you want retouching, we have a retouching fee. If you want certain photos in, in black and white, you can do that. Same thing with black and white photos. We deliver the, the photos in black and white that we want to. And it's it's very rare that someone comes back and says like, oh, can you can I have this photo in black and white? And even when that happens that's fine with us because we rather have them come back and say, can I have this one photo in black and white rather than giving them the option like, Hey, which ones do you want black and white? And then you're going to get a list and now you have a lot more work to do. So we exactly. like, we like to choose the work that, that we like that we want to do. But at the same time, like you said, you want to take care of your clients. You took the time to edit out that coffee mug. We take the time to remove that specific zit. And then when you, when you meet your clients and you do their engagement sessions, you get to know them. So you kind of know 
you kind of know and understand how they are if they're going to be you get an idea if they're going to be like picky about certain things you know that that comes off in 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 the way they talk with you Absolutely. the way they talk about themselves so you kind of get the hint you know so you, sometimes you know you might have to you know be more con- cautious of 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 the photos that you're delivering we have clients that you know you show them one photo on the back of the camera and they're like oh my god this is so great you you don't even have you deliver your photos and and they're just happy with everything right so right. yeah i so yeah we try to give them as as little options as possible and then just go from there you know if they ask for something simple then decide if that's what you want to give them or not exactly and if you don't want to if you want to do it yourself by God, charge for extra things. Yes. You know, <laughs> definitely, you know, your your time is worth something. It's vitally important that yeah. you you are compensated for the hard work you do. And you know what? If you don't want to do it, there's nothing wrong with outsourcing it. You know, this goes for editing. Um, there's a great company called Bespoke Tone. Highly recommend them. Good crew over there. Um, but do what you want to do and don't do a damn thing else unless you're getting paid for it. Yes. You know, you're worth something. Your time, your talent, your effort. Um all of it is worth something. And if you want to do this for a living, it's just important to, uh, you know, be paid what you're worth, value yourself and uh, show that value to your clients. Man, those are amazing words right there. And I think, I think we'll end it with that. Cause that, it, that is perfect. <laughs> awesome. Um, Sally, I want to thank you again so much for coming on here. Uh, it's been a pleasure to actually get to talk to you face to face even though you're all the way in Raleigh, <laughs> North Carolina. It, it uh, is awesome to meet you too. Yeah, this has been a nice treat. Um, let everyone know where they can find you. I'm going to include all these links, the links to your uh, blog post about your SEO and uh, and all this stuff in the links below. But let everyone know where they can find you, please. All right. So for weddings, I'm at uh, sallypsycho.zenfolio.com. Uh, for the bird watching bird nerd stuff, I'm at birdwatchingnc.com. Uh, Ulysses will have the, is that, it's called the, hold on, I'll tell you, because I'm flubbing my words here like a pro. So the SEO information, my February project can be found, um, if you put in the keyword Zenfolio zero to page one SEO challenge, day 69, page one trifecta. Or if you just Google Zenfolio zero to page one, you'll find a ton of articles online yeah. um, that documented my project. Yeah. Perfect. I'm also on Instagram at uh, Sally Psycho, also on Instagram at BirdwatchingNC. I probably have other Instagram handles, but we're just going to leave them sit. <laughs> <laughs> I got to follow your your birdwatching one. I've been to I've, I've been to the website, but I didn't know it was on Instagram as well. Oh, one last little ca- caveat that yeah. I want to share with all of my wedding photographer friends. Guys, I know all of you, at least if you're listening to this podcast, you probably care about your business. Um, I'm just like you. I listen to these podcasts because I'm trying to learn something. I want to grow. I want to support my family with what I do. Um, we've all heard the same cliche stuff, you know, find your ideal client, you know, provide a good experience. I mean, all of these things are true. Having done the wildlife photography now, because I'm still new at this, having been on this for about six months. I can tell you that wedding photography is uniquely challenging when it comes to marketing. It's unlike any other genre of photography. And I think a lot of it has to do is that our customers are generally one-offs. They're not repeat customers. They can be with what with uh, family portraits or newborns or something, but they're not getting married more than once and hiring you to be a wedding photographer. 
unless it's a rare circumstance. But <laughs> it's definitely, there's a unique challenge to marketing wedding photography that's not found in any other industry. With my wedding, um, wedding work, it takes time to develop your clients. With wildlife or portraits, um, it's a different approach. I've grown my wildlife aspect in my business 10 times faster than I have my wedding photography. I've been a wedding photographer for almost about a decade. And I've got more followers and a far greater audience from my wildlife photography. I've been at that for four months. Um, People interact with me on a completely different uh, level with the wildlife stuff. It's just a different audience and a different experience. So if you're struggling with wedding photography, no, you're not the only one. This is a uniquely challenging business. It's not something that is easy as, you know, sharing a selfie or pictures of cute cats or just the gorgeous sunset that you took that will get a ton of likes um, or a ton of shares. Weddings are different. You're targeting one person. You're only having to satisfy one or two people, the, the bride and the groom, um, as opposed to engaging with an entire audience. So you, as long as you understand the focus is different and that it does take work, but I'm telling you it is worth it and don't get discouraged. Definitely don't get discouraged. I mean, we, we all, we all fall into that, that same thing. This is why I have the podcast. Cause I want to share these experiences like from you so other people can learn. Uh, but I'm right here with everybody learning as well, right? We're all just trying to learn and totally. progress and get better and become more discoverable and all those things because we want to run this business. But it, it's not easy for, for anyone. Everyone has their challenges. So, Oh, yeah. for sure. And I'll tell you that half the things that I've learned was just simply, it starts with asking how, it starts with asking why, and just experimenting. Just hack your way through it, see what works, and then run with it. If it doesn't work, discard it, move on to something yeah. else. Um, but never keep trying, or never stop trying, I should say. Yeah, you know, there, There's always something, yeah, there's always something new to learn. There's always something else Um a new skill that you can acquire um, to bring yourself up. Um, I think the day you think you know everything is the day you should close your business forever because there's always something else. Yeah. Something else to improve on. So true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sally, thank you so much for everything. Thanks for coming on here. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, We are coming to the end of the year. I think I'll have one more episode coming out for the new year, new year resolution episode. Um, You can look out for that before the end of the year. And um, I just want to thank you guys for listening, for joining me. Uh, We are going into the third year of the podcast and I'm excited because I am going to have uh, more guests on. Um, Already got some some friends lined up and some exciting episodes coming down the line uh so i just want to thank you for your continuous support if you want to support this podcast all i ask is that you leave a five-star rating uh leave a review it helps uh the podcast become more discoverable and uh and and it helps find more listeners to the podcast and and i really do appreciate that so leave a rating leave a review and go join our facebook group um, where our community continues to grow and i 
uh, it's a place where you can share questions and topics and uh, and talk uh, photography. So go join our Facebook group. All of the links and everything are in the show notes below. And thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys on the next one.